Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Demartini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show that's coming up right next. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Welcome, everyone. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive By, and we've got another great, great show for you tonight. I am so thrilled to have Terry Daniel joining us here again, The Evolution of Forgiveness with Terry Daniel. And, you know, before we get started and before I introduce this amazing woman, I want to take a moment to thank all of you. Um, And let me just tell you why. You know, we have been doing the Dr. Pat Show and formerly known as Crust Busting Your Way to an Awesome Life for about eight years now. And the show started out with one hour a week on one station on the Internet in 2003 when virtually no one was really listening to Internet talk radio back then. So if you can even go back in time, imagine the world without iPods, iPads, iPhones, or i-anything. As a matter of fact, you almost have to imagine a time where uh, Apple was pretty much not sure that it would be a viable organization. But something about what we were doing became so important to all of you. And, you know, through that, we've been able to thank you numerous times in our Pay It Forward campaign and actually in a campaign that we are putting together to give back to you again. And the reason that I want to take this moment to thank you is because we here in the talk radio and radio business, especially in the genre that we're in, the lifestyle news talk, whatever you want to call it, or whatever the large media companies call it. You know, for a lot of hosts that do what I do, people on this network, people that have decided to do their own shows, many of these incredible souls have gone uh, gone unnoticed. And, and pretty much they do what they do every day because they love it, they're passionate, and they love to help you. Well, I want to tell you for the first time in eight years that – It seems like what we're doing, this kind of talk radio, has not only gotten notability, but has now been featured in many of the latest studies by Arbitron and studies by Edison. These are two mega, shall I say, analytical companies that let the public know what's going on in the world of media. And I want to thank you all for making a difference because without you, we would have pretty much continued to go. And I say we, I'm talking about hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of hosts that do exactly what I do, that buy our airtime, that sometimes reach out on multiple networks to provide you with the best, inspiring, positive, uplifting, human potential talk radio we can. And so you're going to hear us acknowledge them in a number of different ways throughout the month of October. 
because what the surveys say is that we are one of the fastest growing segments on the planet of talk radio by far. We have one of the largest growing groups of people on the radio. All of a sudden now, people over 50 and now 65 have been acknowledged for how how often and how long they listen. As a matter of fact, they have contributed over 9% of the growth to this incredible media. And I'm not just talking about the Internet. I'm talking all over the country. I'm talking in the public radio forum. And so there is lots for us to celebrate. But most importantly, this is about celebrating all of you. Because without you, without you tuning us in and turning us on and telling your friends and downloading the shows and, you know, you name it, none of this would go noticed. And so we're thrilled to have people like Terry Daniel joining us here today. We're thrilled to be part of BBSRadio.com. We're thrilled to be part of this incredible flagship station out of Seattle where we have now built in one of the most listened to time spots at the 10 o'clock time spot uh, where most people said that was impossible to do. And so it isn't really about us. It's about you and it's about knowing that there is a way that each of you longs to be inspired. And we're going to keep doing it. We're going to do it better because we're listening to you. So I wanted to take a moment to thank all of you for what you have done and the ripple effect that you have created. When you get these mega analytical companies to pay attention to a segment of the population, especially women that have gone unnoticed in the world of talk radio listeners, my hat goes off to you and the amazing job that you have done. And so thank you, thank you, thank you from all of us to you for letting the public know that this is the kind of talk radio you want to listen to. So tonight, I'm thrilled to bring you Terry Daniel. This is an author, a spiritual teacher, a certified transition guide, a person who works with the assistance from the other side. And I can't wait to talk with her about that because I have a feeling the other side has been helping all of us bring this kind of radio to the, to the forefront. You know, she is also someone that understands the cycles of birth and death and afterlife. You know, in her book, A Swan in Heaven, it's based on after-death dialogues between Terry and her son, who left the physical plane at age 16. And now her new book, Embracing Death, A New Look at Grief, Gratitude, and God, really takes a look at the cultural myths about afterlife and offers an incredible path, something different, new perceptions, new visualizations, new meditation, new channeling. And so it is my pleasure to bring Terry to the show again. She is president and co-founder of the Afterlife Education Foundation, and she joins us here today countless hours that she has spent of her own life doing exactly what I shared earlier, inspiring, educating, informing, and being passionate when the world around us may not necessarily be looking at us as if we've got one head and two eyes. Terry, thank you so much for joining the show. It's so great to have you. Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show. Thank you. That was an amazing introduction. Thank you so much, Pat. It's wonderful to have you here. And, and I, I want to sort of piggyback off of what I was saying. And honestly, I only just gave a snippet 
of what we've known in this industry, especially with the Dr. Pat show about what people want. But I can only imagine and really only imagine what this journey has been like for you, what it means for you to be this person that talks about grief, gratitude, God, and beyond, and what some of the things you've had to look at, move beyond, obstacles and challenges you had to kick out of the way so that you can perhaps even forgive some of those people that didn't quite understand your journey. What has this been like? That is such a great question. Thank you for asking it. Um, In my last book, A Swan in Heaven, it was very clear throughout that book as it was being given to me by my guides that in order to establish a relationship with the divine where we have an open conduit where we can receive direction from our guides and have communication with loved ones in other dimensions, we have to first heal our psychological stuff on earth. We have to get through blame, anger, judgment, all that ego stuff clutters up the conduit. So in order for me to do this work, I had to do all that first. And and my last book, I Wanted Heaven, talked a lot about my personal journey of how I was doing that and leaving an abusive marriage and having all these circumstances that could easily be bundled into a package of rage and blame and it was being so clearly given to me from the higher realms you've got to clear this stuff out wow and and the carrot dangled at the end of the stick is if you do that you'll have a conduit to god you'll be able to talk to your son in heaven you'll be able to talk to everybody in heaven on all the realms everywhere well that's a pretty big incentive how could i not (laughs) do that work And so that's a very big part of what I teach now because I have a lot of people coming to me saying, I want to meditate, I want to listen to my soul, I want to have contact with somebody on the other side, how do I do it? And so I have to start working with them beginning with what's going on in the earth realm and and having them clear through that. You know, anything that's about blame, anything that's about disbelief, Mm -hmm. doubt, fear is always going to block up the conduit. And, you know, this is such an important time because not only are we blocking up a big conduit here as individuals, but, you know, you'll, you'll, and I want to talk with you about this when we come back as well, especially in the light of your new book. But as a collective, as a humanity, we have got a major clog. We almost need to call in the Roto-Rooter Company of Forgiveness. But you can help us with that in a minute. Let's take a short break. And we'll be right back with the Dr. Pat Show because Terry Daniel is in the house, the evolution of forgiveness. We're going to be talking with her about what this means to get things moving on. What does forgiveness truly mean? What is the evolution of it? But more importantly, why is it so important for us to truly unclog all of that gunk, all of that stuff that has held us so hostage. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with the Dr. Pat Show. Are you tired of hanging on to things in your life that hold you back? Get ready to reclaim your fearless nature with Annette Bingham. Annette has been a catalyst for helping people achieve maximum results. Known for her breakthrough approaches, she will assist you to unleash your true power. Her unique distance healing techniques 
have been empowering people globally. Get ready for a life-changing event to step into your fearless nature. For more information, visit AnnetteBingham.com or call 432-770-4062. Now is the perfect time to learn Tai Chi and Qigong. These ancient Chinese healing arts, also called mind-body practice, are simple to learn, clinically proven to be effective, and can be practiced by anyone, anywhere, at any time. For 10 years, the Institute of Integral Qigong and Tai Chi has been a respected leader in mind-body practice training. Visit iiqtc.org. Empower yourself, empower others. Visit iiqtc.org for more information on mind-body practice. iiqtc.org. How would you like increased health and vitality? Would you like relief from acute or chronic health issues? How would you like to avoid the onset of disease as well as slow the aging process? Would you like relief from allergy, weight, and digestive issues? This is all possible through a simple, safe, and natural technique. Whether you seek relief from health issues or desire to live at your optimum health and vitality, contact reflex analysis is a profound method which detects imbalances at a subclinical level, restoring health issues before they arise while increasing vitality and longevity. Discover CRA. Hi, I'm Mary Jane Mack. Every day we're moving toward wellness or away from wellness. I'd like to be your partner in achieving your optimal health and well-being. Contact me now at MaryJaneMack.com or call 425-392-0659. Visit MaryJaneMack.com. I'm Don Brecky. I chose two years ago to get on the Take Shape for Life program. I've lost 30 pounds and kept it off over two years. I have more energy. I get out of bed without backaches. It's been a life changer. Hi, I'm Del Gardner. With the Take Shape for Life program, me and my wife lost 90 pounds together. And that was two years ago, and we feel great. Get healthy with the Take Shape for Life program. Get clinically tested products from Metafast and support from a free certified health coach. Visit simpletolose.com to learn more. Results will vary. Consult a physician before beginning weight loss program. Call or go online for complete program and discount details. Today's tip is brought to you by David Emerald, author of The Power of Ted. Call a timeout every now and then. Set your watch to remind yourself every two hours to take a look at your intentions and actions. Have you been focusing on reacting to problems or creating outcomes? Have you been responding from the victim role of the drama triangle or the creator role of the empowerment dynamic? Take time out to review your intentions and choices, making sure that you are, indeed, focused on creating the outcomes you want in your life. That is the way of a creator. Here's to the creator in you. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive By. For more information about us, please go to drpatlive.com. It would be great uh, to hear from all of you. Uh, tonight, I want to thank uh, my very special guest, Terry Daniel, for joining us here today. I can only imagine what it's like to have gone through some of the pain uh, that she's gone through, but also to emerge from the other side of this as a warrior, so to speak, someone that is out there making sure that we understand what grief is, we understand what gratitude is, and we understand what the relationship with both of those are to God. And so today she's joining us uh, as we talk about embracing death, a new look at grief, gratitude, and God, but more importantly, you know, that we look at this idea of forgiveness, death, dying, and what some people call karma. 
Uh, Terry, thank you so much for joining us. It's great to have you on the show again. And, you know, we were talking a bit about forgiveness, but, you know, we are also talking about this energy that weights us down under the guise of grief, so to speak. Let's talk about grief for a minute, what it is and what it isn't. Under the guise of grief, that's a really great um, explanation. You know, somebody gave me the phrase the other day, from grief to belief. Grief is, is, is legitimate, it's real, but it's very much about identification with the ego rather than the soul because the ego looks at a death as a loss. The ego sees that that physical body is not there anymore, and we grieve the lack of that presence. On a soul level, there can't be any grieving because you know that nobody is ever lost or nobody is ever gone. But what grief, the role it plays in human experience is grief is kind of the flip side of the coin of love. And when you feel really deep grief, when you're crying over the loss of a loved one, it's touching the same exact place in your heart, in your psyche, in your uh, cellular memory, where love lives. And so it opens our hearts. Grief is always a gift. It's a gift to make us vulnerable. It's a gift to open us to higher levels of understanding. Um, I have a little piece that I do in, in some of my workshops called Losing Faith Versus Gaining Perspective. I have a lot of people who come to me who were religious and then something tragic happened, like their child was killed by a drunk driver or suicide, and they say, you know, I lost my faith when this happened. I was a good Christian or a good Muslim or whatever they were. And they struggle with this the crisis of faith. And what I say to them is the crisis of faith is the reason for the event. If you, mm. understand, if you understand that we're all connected, there's no separation between my child, your child, this person's life, that person's life. Um, I, I use the analogy of a kaleidoscope, that we're all like the little pieces inside a kaleidoscope. So every event, a death, a, a tragic earthquake, a tsunami, a holocaust, whatever you've got, is a turn on the kaleidoscope. And all the pieces break apart and then reconstitute in a different form. That is the meaning of karma. And that's what we've come to earth to experience, is that constant shifting and changing and rearranging. So when there's a tragic death, um, the loss of faith that some people experience, the shake-up of what everybody has believed to be true about how reality works, is exactly the reason that that death happened. Because that person who died was part of your interconnected soul family, and that event was created by the collective thought form of the soul family to move the soul family forward in its growth. And for that, we have gratitude. Mm. That makes I sense. Wanna, that a little yeah, it throughout? makes sense. It makes <laughs> sense, and I want to talk about this because this is so important. I want to talk about moving the soul forward. I love what you just said. I love what you just said because we don't think about the soul actually having to move forward. I mean, we walk around most of the time asking what our soul's purpose is, but we don't really think that the soul has a need, desire, or calling to move forward. And I wanted to ask you about that. I love the way you just described that. You know, what is it that backs the soul 
well, let me ask a different question. What is it that catapults or pulls on all of us from our soul level, from that level? What is pulling on us to move forward? And are we given these trials, tribulations, whatever you want to call them, you know, sort of to catapult the movement of our soul, our destiny, our connection with God? Absolutely. I mean, if you if you look at what you said a few seconds ago about um, people think the soul doesn't need to move forward, I think you right. said something like that. I mean, that makes no sense at all because the soul is the life force. It's like the pilot light, you know, that lights the fire. If the soul did not me- need to move forward, what would be the purpose of the soul's existence and why would it want to incarnate in a body? if it was just supposed to stay stagnant. I mean, this is where people get really caught up in, you know, traditional religious depictions of what is a soul. Is it an angel sitting in heaven playing a harp? Is it supposed to just sort of sit in some sort of stagnant netherland and do nothing? No, souls are, are very energetic. You know, they've got, they've got their busybodies. They've got a lot of business to take care of. So... The whole purpose of coming to Earth and and taking incarnation in a body is so is so that the soul can acquire experience, and this gets very very metaphysical. Um, I'm really into right now studying the Gnostic Gospels, the so-called lost books of the Bible. They weren't lost; they were hidden. Um, where they describe creation in a completely different way than the way most of us were taught, which was basically this, that in the beginning of the universe there was light or some sort of energy, some sort of creative force that just wanted to go and create something. And it wanted to know itself. And in order to know itself, it had to separate from itself and go from oneness to two-ness. And in doing that, it manifested physical form. And so that's kind of how we came to Earth. That's how all matter was created. But now here we are on Earth and we're in these bodies and we're sitting here saying, what is this? What am I doing here? What? Where did I come from? And we've been trying to answer those questions since forever. But it's actually very easily answered when we learn to go within, to meditate, and listen to our inner voice, and listen to our soul actually speaking to us. And so we look at these experiences like traumas and hardships, and we can look at them in a number of different ways. We can think, well, this is just random because there's this outside thing called God that just dispenses random events at us for no reason. Or we could put a judgment on it like, there's this God that punishes us and rewards us, but I think we all know that it doesn't really work that way. And all that leaves you with is, well, we must be here to acquire something, to acquire knowledge, and and that's what it is. The soul has this insatiable desire to keep acquiring experience. At least that's how I have come to understand it and what I've been told. And so the soul is definitely on a journey, which is why we incarnate over and over again. And even when we're not in bodies, when we're in the interlife, as my friend Bill Guggenheim calls it, um, we're still doing that work. The work doesn't stop when we die. We're constantly acquiring experience and wisdom and working on our stuff. 
you know, I can't help but speak with you, and I, I am so reflected. Uh, and, you know, maybe this is Danny trying to have a conversation with us, but he keeps coming to mind for me, Terry. Uh, yes. As you're speaking, um, it's almost as if uh, the the amazing soul, this this person we are referring to as Danny, has been here to teach all of us an incredible lesson that would help the soul grow. And I can't help but thinking about him right now. I'm not really sure why that is. But I want to talk with him a minute, uh, talk with you about him for a minute. You know, many people may not know that Danny is your son. He died at age 16. Um, but you had developed an incredible communication relationship Many people call it multidimensional. There are a lot of names for it. The bottom line for all of us is that you must have had a soul contract with him that really talked to your education, learning, and now your teaching of the afterlife and beyond. What is it that Danny, what, what did you learn from Danny and continue to learn from Danny? Well, the reason you feel him is because every time I do one of these radio interviews, the interviewer always says exactly what you just said. Yeah. They always say, for some reason, I feel his presence right now. Why is that? Because he speaks through me. I mean, I cannot recall any of the things that I just said to you in the last 10 minutes. Yeah, I it's believe all, it. It's, it's all channeled. And mm-hmm. so whenever I'm in a position of teaching like I am right now doing this show, um, they speak through me, and it's not just him. It's there are others who are with him on the other side, other teachers and members of our soul family. But in answer to what he taught me, and this really speaks to forgiveness, it's a great segue. Um, you could look at my life 10 years ago and say, oh, this poor woman, she had this child diagnosed with a life-threatening disease. He was severely disabled and required total care, and she had an abusive, maniacal husband. Sometimes that was my life 10 years ago. And somebody would look at that and say, oh, how sad, how tragic. And what Danny taught me is how perfect it was, that, wow, what a miraculous plan. These souls, me, my son, my husband, uh, my son Danny was adopted, so his birth parents were part of the plan, created this incredible little scenario to move all of the souls forward. The way it moved me forward is to be doing this work right now. I can't speak for any of the other people. I can only speak for me. But it was all part of a a meticulously crafted plan to help us go forward with with the lessons we requested to learn when we came into this incarnation. So, go ahead. I have to tell you, I mean, there's so much that you and I will talk about, but we're getting some callers calling into the show as well. I want to take a short break, and when we come back, uh, invite all of you to join us. Join me as well as my incredible guest, Terry Daniel, for this journey, the soul's journey, that journey down to forgiveness, that journey down to um, an amazing place of connection, that that, that journey that we take that takes a look at grief, gratitude, and God, embracing death, a new look at grief, gratitude, and God by my very special guest, Terry Daniel. We're going to take a short break. When we come back, we'll be speaking with her about the journey of gratitude and how does that connect us with that inner spirit, that thing we call God. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with the Dr. Pat Show. 
Ladies, are you living an inspired life? Do you yearn for a more passionate, dream-filled life? Here's Linda Joy, founder of Aspire Magazine, and she has a gift for you. Aspire has launched its Mission to Inspire initiative with a commitment to give away 100,000 one-year digital subscriptions to women around the globe. Every subscription comes with a multitude of free gifts from our team inspiration partners. To claim it all, go to AspireMag.net today. No purchase necessary and live an inspired life. Are you feeling stuck? Do you want to be free from fears and doubts and finally feel good about yourself, but you just don't know how to get there? Dr. Schaub's Accelerated Breakthrough Program provides you with the tools and solutions to go beyond your limitations and achieve self-empowered confidence. Call for your free phone consultation at 866-903-MIND. Visit CellularWisdom.com. That's CellularWisdom.com. Call the Oprah of Radio by her listeners. Award-winning host Dr. Pat Vasily is blowing the doors off of traditional talk radio. Get ready for an energizing delivery and powerful interviews with leaders in the field of human potential. Dr. Pat's fresh new perspective on living life full out has catapulted her show to the top of talk radio. Tune in and Dr. Pat will help you thrive instead of merely survive. Visit thedrpatshow.com. That's T-H-E-D-R-Pat-Show.com for listening times in your area. Neshama Living, where your optimal health begins with awareness, grows with knowledge, flourishes with proactive solutions, and is practiced as a way of life. Neshama Living is dedicated to wholeness of body, mind, and spirit. The Neshama Living Hour is coming to the Dr. Pat Show. Get ready to regain your natural balance. Take control of your health and vitality and build your foundation for wellness with Neshama Living on the Dr. Pat Show. You're stepping down your soapboxes Way too high overgrown But you can barely see the ground the sky, your high horse is taken off and left to you, nowhere to be found, better off dead. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive By, Embracing Death, A New Look at Grief, Gratitude, and God. And we're actually going to be giving a copy of this book away, one of you calling into the show. Um, I want to make sure you have the website so you can find out everything that I've been able to explore. And you can find out more about Danny. If you go to www.afterlifeawareness.com, that's afterlifeawareness.com. There's lots of information. Terry, thank you so much for joining us here today. We have thank lots you. to talk about, but I do want to go to the phones. We've had Jay waiting on the line here, and I want to bring him on and uh, get his questions on air. Jay, thank you so much. Hey, how are you? Great to, uh, you know, hear hear from you. And also, I just took a look at your website. And said forgiveness. Oh, I'm going to phone in tonight. I yeah. knew you would phone in. How are you, Jay, my friend? Hey, doing pretty good. Lots of stuff going on, so we have to talk off air about that. So it's okay, we could fun, do that. So. But I want to get you in front of Terry Daniel because if you wanted to have a conversation about uh, gratitude, uh, about forgiveness, uh, this is really the show that. Uh, you wanted to tune into. 
How can we help you tonight? What questions do you have for Terry? Yeah, I got a good question. What is actually uh, from your experiences in, in talking to people and and uh, maybe doing some readings or something like that? The major stumbling block regarding uh, forgiveness and not forgiving, and uh, some people think they don't have to forgive. So I just wondered what are the, what is the major stumbling block, even that's if it's after something that's yeah, if it's really something really tragic, such as um, you know abuse or something like that, and just wonder what is the major stumbling block. The major stumbling block is very simple. It's that people don't understand what forgiveness is. And, you know, when I do talks about this, I'll say to my audience, I'm going to try to explain to you in 60 minutes what religious teaching hasn't been able to teach you in 5,000 years or 6,000 or 10,000, depending what you read. Um, Forgiveness is not condoning. Um, There are four things. This is why I call it the evolution of forgiveness. There are four levels of understanding forgiveness. At the very bottom of the pile is what we call condoning bad behavior. If I forgive the person who hurt me, that means I've accepted or condoned what he's done, and it somehow gets him off the hook. So therefore, I can't forgive him. We don't want to let Hitler off the hook. We don't want to let the child molester off the hook. But we feel that forgiving him somehow releases him and says it's okay. And that's where most people get stuck. And we don't really have any teachings about how to go past that point. We've been told by religion, you know, by Christianity, by psychologists, by our friends and loved ones that we're supposed to forgive, but nobody tells us how, right? So the first step is to detach from that idea that it means accepting and condoning. For example, I have a woman I work with whose daughter was killed in a car accident with a drunk driver, and she is very set on prosecuting the driver and making sure he goes to prison and she says if i forgive that guy i don't do justice to my daughter's life it means i let him off the hook and i say to her the hook is not yours to hold who's the only person hung on that hook it's you it's not the other guy right there and and okay so then the second step in this evolution of forgiveness is Through meditation, through doing inner work on this, you can release your attachment to the experience. So let's say you were molested as a child. A simple uh, affirmation that says, I release my attachment to all the bad experiences, memories, and responses that I've carried in my heart as a result of this. That's all. You realize that you're carrying all that stuff. The person who molested you doesn't know or doesn't care how you feel. So holding on to all that stuff serves nothing. So that's part of the process of releasing it. But nobody gets this teaching. Nobody really receives this kind of information. The next step is what we call unjudging. So you judge this person. You look at this perpetrator, this molester, and you say, he's a bad person, he's a pervert, he's a pedophile, And you carry this judgment with you all the time. As you progress in spiritual practice, you realize that that person, whoever it is, the child molester, Hitler, whoever you aren't forgiving, is part of the kaleidoscope, which I spoke of earlier, of all of humanity and all thought forms in the universe, which are all necessary to move the collective forward. So you say, I don't judge this person as a bad person. This is just somebody.
somebody who's on his path, just like I'm on my path. And our paths happen to cross for this traumatic experience. And I release my judgment of this person for committing this act because it was part of a bigger picture of growth. Is this making any sense? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, I, 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 went, I went through the experience. I know what, I know what yeah. you're talking about. <laughs> and then here's the final piece, and this is the hardest piece, which is gratitude. So now here you are. You're an adult, and you went through this experience. And you can come to a place through meditation, through spiritual practice, and it is a process. You're not going to be able to do this in five minutes where you say, I have gratitude for what this experience brought to me. Because now I have wisdom, I can help other people, I see the world, a different facet of the world that I would have not have seen without this experience, and eventually you come to gratitude for that person, and you can release that person in love and gratitude. But it's not something, you know, I can show you how to do in 30 seconds on the radio. It's, you know, it takes... It takes work, and there are processes that you can do. Simple meditations. I have one called the forgiveness flyby, where you just sit there and imagine this person, whoever it is, and just imagine them sitting there, wherever they are in their house or wherever, and you say the words, I release you completely to your path. I release my pain and anger into the light. And do that ten times a day a hundred times a day, and see what happens. Because you begin to realize that you're holding this. Your refusal to forgive this person accomplishes nothing. My mother always told me all my life that she used to say, I'll never forgive your father for cheating on me when you were three years old. Well, that was 1956. That's a really long time ago. I'm 57 now. <laughs> they got divorced after that, and both of them have been married a number of times since then. But she always say, oh, I'll never forgive your father for doing that. And I would say, who does that serve? He doesn't know that you're holding on to this. He doesn't care. He's off in his life. It doesn't accomplish anything. It's only putting the hook in you. Yeah. Let me ask a question about this. I mean, and and uh, Jade, this is a, a great conversation to have. You know, part of this, and I want to ask you, Terry, about this, is part of this is that we also create stories. And we create stories about what it's like to be on the victim side of things. And there are stories associated with the pain and the grief. And then we continue to create stories, and, and sometimes the stories we create stay with us because they serve a purpose of some kind. But what we don't realize is that some of the stories we create are actually prison walls that we're building. And while we think we may be entrapping the other person, we really are trapping ourselves. How do we turn the story around well, it's it, again, it's not something that you can just do quickly, but you no, do it I know. through yeah, you do it through spiritual practice. You do it through meditation. Um affirmations are so powerful cuz let's say you've spent 40 years telling yourself, "I'm a victim of this experience. I hate that person. This happened to me." And you you've told yourself this for 40 years. Well, what if you spend the next 40 months saying, "I release this. I no longer need to hold this." I release it, I release it, I release it. That will make a difference in the way you see things. 
very simple processes of meditation and affirmation. Um, I see so many people who are addicted to those stories, and those stories are more addictive than any drug. You know, I would rather be addicted to heroin than be addicted to my victim story. And I know this because I was addicted to my victim story for a while, you know, when I was married to my ex-husband. And I see people like this all the time. And I, I use an example in my workshops of a character that I call Molested Mary. And Mary was molested as a child. And everything that happens in her life, if she doesn't get a job, if she can't lose weight, if she, you know, has some kind of illness, it's always, well, because I was molested as a child. And everybody she meets, within the first 20 minutes of conversation, she makes sure that that gets into the conversation. It is her identity. If she didn't have that identity, what would she have? Well, she thinks that she would have nothing. But she would have this whole other aspect of herself that's free of that identity. And for her, I would say to her, you know, I would give you an exercise of go 30 days without telling anybody that story, without mentioning it, without writing about it, without looking at it. Exactly. And that would be very hard for her to do. But it is a start. I mean, part of this is, as you said, is the meditation. But there's also a doing part of this. And, you know, what you've said is go 30 days without mentioning the story. You know, for some people, go through today and yes. not mention the story. Yes. You know, go through today and not want to tell or use the story, the story even in a kidding way. Mm-hmm. And, you know, joke about it. And, you know, this is part of really, as you said, this is the soul's journey. Uh, Jay, you know, when we talk about this, uh, you know, I've got to ask you, what have you found in your journey through grief, through forgiveness, what have you found in your own healing story? Oh, well, there's lots of crying. <laughs> and lots of crying. Boy, I know that one really well. Yeah, and forgiveness, I, I find, is, is, is just love. I mean, it's no, that's how I look at it when I when I forgive my dad and my sister and my mom. It's just forgiveness is just love. I don't know how to, to say it's just simple. It was, it was hard to, through meditation, it was, that was, the way, way, way I was uh, getting through to get to love was uh, was actual meditation. So it was it was a lot of uh, a lot of inner work at that time too, and uh, and I had to make a choice too. I mean, it's, sometimes we just want to forgive, but making the choice to do it is is a different story. Well, Jay, doesn't it does it make sense to you too that people don't really understand what forgiveness is? That well, what oh, I would think about condoning and accepting is what most people think it is. Has that been true for you? Is that one of the that's true? Because they they do it in a, they write a letter or they do it in a resentment. So I'm going to write a letter and tell my I'm going to forgive you and that's it. There's no there's so much anger, or resentment, emotions in that letter or or email you know to a person that I forgive you. It, there's nothing gets really accomplished. It just makes and no more, one knows. And no one knows what forgiveness anger. really. Yeah, and they don't know what it really means to forgive. And here's the here's the really high level metaphysical view of this. You can't forgive another person because there are no other people. Does that make sense? That makes sense. The Course in Miracles says there's only one of us here. That's right. And forgiveness is never, ever, ever about the other person. They're on their path. They're out there molesting somebody else right now. They're doing whatever they're doing. 
That's not your concern. Forgiveness is only about you. The other person just popped in for a minute to give you a trigger to show you your work for this lifetime. And that work had a big, a lot to do with learning forgiveness. That may be what you requested in your curriculum when you came into this incarnation. I'd like to learn about forgiveness this time around. And so somebody shows up in your incarnation and gives you a big issue to deal with forgiveness. Perfect. Great. Perfect plan. Well, yeah. When I I made a choice to forgive my dad, I had come with three three or four choices. Write a letter or just forgive him like like all oh, intent enchantion. And I thought I said, Well, he's still alive, I'll just forgive him face to face. <laughs> and and how did that work? <laughs> oh that was, well I'll send you an email on, on the story, but it was it was it was hard. It was uh I was I was shaking my boots basically and uh I, I didn't know what to expect. I said, Whatever happens it's okay, I gotta like I gotta move on basically. And I and I made a choice a long time ago, three or four months before I gave my dad. It's like I just got to move on. <laughs> right, good. So that's, that's, and you yeah. realized it wasn't about him at all, right? No, it's actually about me moving on and how uh, yeah. it created more. Well, I created peace and love in our family. Actually, now lots of love in our in our family. Wow, uh, that's great! What a great story. It is, and Jay, you know, it is so great to hear from you again, and it is a great story, and it's wonderful that you. Um, have invited us to take this journey with you. Uh, it really is. As I said to you before, you're one of the most courageous folks that I've ever met, and it's always great to hear from you and uh, to know that you know you you still you still are that great guy with an incredible heart. And we look forward to continuing the journey with you. Thank you, Jay. Thank you so much for calling in tonight. And, Jay, um, would you drop me an email with your latest address? Because I want to send you a copy of the book. Sure. I'm excited because it sounds like a great book. Uh, So many points there that uh, it's very, very, I'll give maybe the book to another friend who's looking for forgiveness, too. So That's what we like. A little pay it forward action. Okay. Thank you. (laughs) Thanks, Jay. Thanks a million. Um, uh, it, you know, I wanted to, Terry, thank you so much. I wanted to take a moment and make sure that uh, people have information about your show and about, uh, well, about maybe the new talk radio show you're going to get. Boy, I don't know where that came from. Yeah, um, that's interesting. Okay. That is very interesting, <laughs> but I'm really not knowing where a bunch of these thoughts are coming from tonight. Um, I, but I want to take a moment so that folks can know a little bit more about how to get connected with you. And, you know, you have some online forums as well. So let's talk a little bit about that. And and um, also to let people know how they can get a copy of the book. Okay. Um, the best way to reach me or to get the books or anything is to go to my website, um, afterlifeawareness.com. And that will give you links to everything you know. The books are on Amazon, so that's the most uh, effective and affordable way to buy my books. So just go to Amazon and look for A Swan in Heaven or Embracing Death. Um, I do teleclasses. I haven't done one in a while. But if you're interested in a teleclass, which is usually a six-part, two hours, once each week for six weeks, um, sort of a massive conference call, where we learn how to do meditation techniques, we learn how to channel, how to do after-death communication with loved ones on the other side. I haven't done one in a while, but if people are interested, they can email me and I'll set one up. 
the other thing I really want to mention, too, is uh, I am organizing along with some very heavy hitters in this field, including um, PMH Atwater, who's one of the leading researchers on near-death experiences, and Bill Guggenheim, who wrote Hello from Heaven, and many other people. We're doing the first Afterlife Awareness Conference which is going to be held in Phoenix, Arizona, April 29th. So I want to put a little plug out there for that. You can uh, go to afterlifeconference.com and find out about that. And this is the first time anybody's done this, where a lot of us are just coming forth and talking about how the dead never leave us, how they're always talking to us and communicating with us, and that part of our spiritual work and the activity we do for spiritual growth has to do with interdimensional communication, not only with people who've died, but guides and other teachers in the higher realms of conssciousness. So that's kind of a wrap up of what I've been doing. <laughs> but well, afterlifeawareness.com so, is the place to find it all. Outstanding. I mean, it's so important that we share this information with people in so many ways. I mean, you know, uh, uh, this has been really incredible having you on the show. I, I am just always blown away by how quickly the time goes. Just always blown away. And it's great to have you here. Uh, but before we go, I do want to have a conversation about um, Danny okay. and, you know, how Danny helped you shape your latest book. What role did Danny play? Well, uh, he's laughing right now because once, uh, you know, I've been a writer by profession for almost 30 years, so writing comes naturally to me. And um, one day uh, I was, the way I generally are used to channel Danny is I would sit down at my computer and just type, and he would kind of take over and all this stuff would come through. And he's very eloquent. And one day I said to him, you know, if you had lived, you might have been a writer. And he said, I am alive, and I am a writer, Mom. So, <laughs> so that's kind of how it works. I mean, he speaks through me. When I, I mean, I have, I, you know, granted, I do know how to write, but that's the reason why we made this soul agreement. This is why he picked me as his mother, so that I could be the mouthpiece or the writing piece for his teachings. And this is, this is how he works with me now. Now, not everybody who has a child who's died or a loved one who's died gets to have them as their guide and teacher because not everybody does the work of a guide and teacher. But in his case, he did. And he's been doing this for many lifetimes. And when he came into this incarnation as a child with this life-threatening, debilitating disease, that was part of his teaching. And it's really explained in the new book. There's a whole section called My Metaphysical Family Tree where Danny explains to me all our connections through our past lives and who all the players were and how we all came together here. But the purpose was so that he and I could do this work now. And this is why I am so uh, just bubbling blissfully with gratitude all the time. Yes, my only child died, and it was a you know very difficult uh, years of illness, and it was the most miraculous thing that ever happened to me. And I look at him and others like him as what we call unconditional volunteers, 
I work with a lot of families who have sick children, and I try to help them see this is the child's purpose in your life. This child volunteered for this role. Just like the child molester volunteers for that role, it's like a movie. Planning incarnations is like writing a movie script. Somebody had to volunteer to be Hitler because all the roles are necessary. A battery has to have a positive and negative charge in order to work. I'm sort of going off on a tangent here. but Well, no, I know what you mean because I actually talked about Viktor Frankl on a show the other night. Um, and, you know, out of an incredible, one of the most horrific uh, 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 violations against humanity, you know, was what you referred to in, in referring to Hitler. But one of the most incredible lessons about compassion and forgiveness comes from Viktor Frankl. So I totally understand, uh, you know, uh, you know, Viktor Frankl's work wouldn't have had the meaning it it has today had it not been under, you know, Auschwitz and uh, Dachau and horrific conditions and his wife being killed. So, I mean, there really is sort of this amazement that can happen out of catastrophe, even though it's quite painful. And that's the gratitude. The amazement is the gratitude. And so humanity looks at Viktor Frankl and says, gratitude. You know, somebody had to volunteer to be him, to have those experiences. To teach the rest of us because remember there's only us there's no us and them so when somebody is in a concentration camp that's a piece of us us is in the concentration camp and us is the disabled child or the molested child or whatever you've got it's all about the collective and that's why when you're working with forgiveness you realize there are no others you don't have to forgive others because there are no others there's only us and the others are just expressions of us that are on different rungs of the ladder in their evolutionary journey. Mm. I want to thank you. I can't thank you enough for joining us here, Terry. Thank you so much. Thank it's you. been great. It's great. Yeah. Uh, I love it. Great having you on the show. And we'll send you a copy of the show. You're welcome to put it up on your website and please, again, let's give out your website again. Let people know where they can find the book um, and also the uh, Afterlife, Awareness, uh, Afterlife Awareness Conference information. Yeah, it's very simple. Just go to afterlifeawareness.com. And from there, there are links to all the other stuff that we've talked about. But that would be the primary place to go. Very easy. I can't easy thank you find. enough. Google me. Thank you, Terry. <laughs> Amazing. Thank you so much for joining thank us you, here Pat. today. It was great. Thank you. And I want to thank Danny, uh, because uh, Danny was here with us the whole time, and don't oh, yeah. even I know it. <laughs> he always is. Hello, Danny. Thank you, baby. <laughs> thank you so much. Hey, Danny, thank you for the great questions. All right, everyone. I want to thank you for tuning us in and turning us on. And, again, if you've missed any part of this, please go to thedrpatshow.com. And when you do, listen to this archive in full. And remember, take a look at afterlifeawareness.com. Get a copy of the book. We'll see you next time on the Dr. Pat Show. And remember, forgiveness truly is an inside job. It's the one that you and I can do. Stay tuned for the next show coming up on this incredible network. We'll see you next time.
Maybe 